Long ago, in a faraway land, there was a prosperous studio run by a middle-aged CEO. In an era of princesses and flashy musical numbers, the studio decided to go in a different direction, and thus their most unique creation was born. And they called it, The Emperor's New Groove. But The Emperor's New Groove is more than just one movie. There's an entire expanded Grooveverse out there, and I intend to explore it all on The Emperor's New Podcast. Hi, I'm Micah Hirsch, and I'll be your host on this whimsical journey as I'm joined by special guests to discuss every corner of this underrated franchise, from movies to television to theme parks. You can hear all about it on The Emperor's New Podcast, available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Be sure to stop by and give it a listen, and remember, beware the groove! The tiger was badly injured in the explosion, but we repaired him with a fist. Whoa! Tiger is a hero! Tiger Fist! We'll return after these messages. Hey, look! It's that commercial I was telling you guys about. Are you completely miserable? <laughs> yes! Then you need to meet... Gideon. Gideon? What makes him so special? He's a psychic. A uh-huh. So don't waste your time with other so-called men of mystery. Learn about tomorrow tonight at Gideon's Tent of Telepathy. Void we're prohibited, no COD's accepted. Carl, I've always loved you, but I've never had the guts to say it. Never! You're forbidden from patronizing the competition. No one that lives under my roof is allowed under that Gideon's roof. Do tents have roofs? I think we just found our loophole. Literally. Whop, whop! So come down soon, folks. Gideon is expecting you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler Daroshay. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom, we have Landon Kenogi. Hello. Diego Lacamara. Hello. And Deagle. Greetings, citizens. So, uh, once again, here on the podcast, um, Technical issues have resulted in us actually having to record this episode for a second time. Uh, yeah, um, so I'm sorry about that again. I'm just bummed because I'm missing out on probably one of the best uh, puns I've ever made from last episode. Which pun was that again? Uh, that was the Hotel Transylvania Gulag. Gulag. <laughs> Yeah, um, so originally I was planning on um, covering both The Hand That Rocks the Mabel and The Inconveniencing. However, I've decided for the sake of time and also possibly um, thinking about trying to do something for a future episode. Basically, I'm going to leave The Inconveniencing for another day, probably soon after I get back from my trip, but I'll leave it to then. Um we have the episode that's going out on the day that I go to Cedar Point already recorded, and that did not get corrupted, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of recording these out of order just because it's when I can get people. Um, so yeah, that's the, the state of the podcast in a nutshell. So who's ready to talk about Gravity Falls? Heck yeah. Okay, Woo. so on um, this episode is The Hand That Rocks the Mabel. It's the one that, of course, introduces little Gideon. Oh, very little. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't have a bit of a Napoleon complex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of does. A little, little bit. A um, little bit. <laughs> so the thing that's interesting about Gideon is that he pretty much is kind of the, the main villain for the first season. Mm-hmm. And then he, more or less, other than, like, one episode, doesn't really show up again in... Um, until the finale, other than, like I said, one episode. Yeah, but actually... I like the trajectory that his arc ends up having without spoiling anything. Yeah, yep. it's actually kind of impressive that they hold off on the main villain for the season um, until the fourth episode like this. Yeah, and of course, as for the overarching villain of the series, we'll see him later. Yep. You know, the, yeah. Illuminati? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, just you wait. Just you wait. Yep. You're, you're making it really hard not to burst into a Hamilton parody right now. <laughs> a Hamilton parody with Gravity Falls. I've, I forget. Hey, did, didn't didn't Mabel have a crush on Alexander Hamilton once? I think maybe that was a uh, Quentin Tremblay. No, oh, she had a crush oh, on uh, the guy from the ten dollar bill, as said. Oh, okay. In... That is that is Hamilton. He's on the ten dollar bill. Yes, I know, I know. That was because uh, I believe they brought that up in in Tourist Trapped, uh, but also it, it comes back later in another episode. Well, I mean, if she's if like, the picture. Oh yeah, on the I forgot I had a crush bill. on him. <laughs> I mean, if the picture on the ten dollar bill was actually Lin Manuel Miranda, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> You know what? Uh, you know, Lemon Well Miranda, Weird Al Yankovic, Gravity Falls. Uh, what? You know, just you know, have another reunion. It would be you know. Let Lin Manuel and Weird Al do a project with the Muppets. Thank you. Please. And, and replace the Hall of Presidents with it. Oh, okay. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and um. Yeah, and uh, so that do it for to- so that Tony can go in to the Hall of Presidents building again. Also fumigate it just to be safe. Yes. Yeah, now we gotta fumigate it. Oh, oh, really? oh, oh, oh. So behold, the sack of mystery. You put your money in it, and it disappears. Hey, it's college. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, it's so true. I am so glad that I have. Uh, uh, tuition payment program where I don't have to worry about that. I mean, Isn't um, great? My, my, my grandparents have helped me out before, but it's like now they don't even have to do that. I don't have to give anyone my my like I don't I don't have to have anyone give me bank account information. Yeah, yeah, good. No, I don't have to give them the my own bank account information. information. <laughs> what was that? Now I'm the one giving the bank account information. <laughs> well, not even it does it automatically. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just going to make an EA joke there, but good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So um, obviously there's the the sack of mystery gag, but the episode really starts with um, Dipper and Mabel. And um, I believe Seuss was watching with them too, or if if not, Seuss comes into the room. Um, But they're watching Tiger Fist. Yeah, I think, oh yeah, all three of them are watching Tiger Fist. Um, the tiger was badly injured in the explosion, but we repaired it with the fist. <laughs> tiger you know, fist like a, will return after these important messages. <laughs> it's like a delightful fusion of the six million dollar man and kung fu <laughs> with the tiger. <laughs> is it voice play? Is how all these shows have shows within a shows. Oh, of course. It's a good way of making fun of TV when you're literally watching TV. <laughs> well, Gravity Falls has done a lot of that. I mean, they have a whole um, have, there's a whole short where it's just um, Mabel's like, hey, let's watch some public access Gravity Falls TV. And she's just channel surfing. It's all this really weird shit. <laughs> eh, it's kind of a shame Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse got preempted by all that public access TV. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, speaking of public access TV, um, so we see the the commercial for um, Gideon's tentative telepathy, and um, Dipper and Mabel are like, "Okay, I think we should go check this out." And Stan's like, "No, you are forbidden from patronizing the competition." <laughs> uh, and he kind of there's kind of a quick montage of different things where Gideon has like uh, ruined uh, ruined things for Stan. Yeah, like. Um... I mean, it's like, uh, you know, just the parking and just, uh, you know, just doing all these things. And, uh, um, you know, I wonder how Stan would uh, compare to, or at least compare to like, uh, you know, Gabbo being the, the um, you know, the arch rival. As long they as can't... you're living under my roof, you'll never set foot under Gideon's roof. Do tents have roofs? I think we just found our loophole. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm was, surprised I, that that, that bit so is so hard. That bit is so hard to find a gif of, and I am shocked and appalled by that. <laughs> you know, right? Shame. I'll never watch your thing. Okay, I will watch your thing again. I can't. <laughs> well, because because um, I think the one that that gets 
that gets made a gif of so much is I successfully bedazzled my face. <laughs> Ow. Is that permanent? I'm unappreciated in my time. <laughs> um, so they go to the tension telepathy after the title sequence, of course, and they're like, whoa, this is like a bizarre version of the mystery shack. They even have their own Seuss. Yeah, other Seuss is never seen again. So you know, what happened uh, to him? Well, you know, they just, um, you know, you gotta, you know, uh, a lot of that, um, he went to Shelbyville. <laughs> he went to Shelbyville? Yes. Oh, well. That exists. I hear they have a good monorail. Yeah, <laughs> you know, next to North Haverbrook, you know, they, uh, they have a better monorail. Hmm. Monorail. But do they have a monorail coaster? Well, that's where Springfield comes in. <laughs> you know. I don't even think Disneyland has a monorail coaster. No, the 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 parks that have single rail coasters right now are Fiesta, Texas, and California's Great America. So actually, Dipper and Mabel live not that far from a single rail coaster because they live in Northern hmm. California. Nice, yeah. You know, um, yeah. But I thought Gravity Falls was up in Oregon. Yeah, well, but, yeah they, but they live in um, Dipper and Mabel live in California. They live in uh, Piedmont, which is not too far from San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, right. Because that is where Alex Hirsch is from. Is from Piedmont. The more you know. The more you know. It's you know. Da, da, um, da, da. So the whole um, the whole show starts in it. It's basically a riff on like almost like. Um, gospel televangelist kind of stuff yeah kind of well-trodden ground but they oh put yeah a fresh spin but it, on it with all funny. the fake they put a fresh spin on it with all the fake uh telepathy and whatnot yeah now, now let's be honest how much you know so so many of those televangelists would spend all their a lot of their money on making a giant robot to rule the world that is true yeah, yeah. i mean they buy private jets and shit so that's not far off yep and so, you know, um, practice what you preach and uh, build a robot. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Who will bless me so that I can afford my second private jet and everybody said amen. Hey. Oh, wait. Oh, I just remembered that was a South Park thing. They actually did that. They, oh my God, they actually did have a bit where, you know, they donated to making a giant robot or something. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, that sounds about right. I, I thought you were going to say it was a South Park that they got yeah. a private jet. I'm like, that's happened in real life. Yeah. I felt like that his scam is sort of a combination of the, you know, the televangelist scams and also just the sort of daytime television call now scam. It's sort of a blend between those. Oh, two yeah, things. absolutely. Yeah, and and, and and sort of the multi-level marketing stuff. Well, well, not really multi-level marketing, but like you know, a blend of those two different types of scammers. Hi, would you like to work from home on your own schedule? Can I interest you in a series of Cutco knives? <laughs> <laughs> we can, be, you know, it just brings out, uh, brings out, you know, this just goes, yeah, we can do it. You can make the success happen. How? Because you can make it happen. How? <laughs> By saying the word success a bunch of times while you give me your money. <laughs> so this is kind of unfortunate, but I feel like I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Um, several years back, uh, my grandmother, rest her soul, um, she passed away a few weeks ago, um, but mm. back uh, when she was still somewhat lucid, um she had alzheimer's and dementia um, and it got really bad really quickly um I'm so but but before that when it was just kind of bad she had gotten to the point where uh, we had to start hiding mail from her and we had to like put uh a, a, like we had to put a lock on the mailbox <laughs> um because she was getting all of this fake contest garbage like all this stuff where it's like oh send in ten dollars to claim your ten thousand dollar prize and all this garbage (laughs) but the worst part was 
She thought that she had actually made friends with a psychic from Sparks, Nevada. Wow. I kid you not. Um, she had gotten on like every possible terrible mailing list you could get on. Oh, it dear. was quite an experience. Sorry. Yeah, so that was unfortunate, but it's like, you know, that's the thing is people like that take advantage of people who are in, you know, a very not great place physically or emotionally a lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of yeah. see that with what Gideon is doing, yeah. um, you know, just manipulating people who want want to feel better about themselves i guess i don't really know honestly so, you know he's um so he's the dr phil of this world kind <laughs> of but back on topic you know yeah. the the psychic stuff it's really easy to scam gullible people the sad thing is is that what he does uh picking up on you know context clues about that person based on you know what they're wearing what they're carrying stuff around like that that's kind of the tactics uh i would use in the retail industry to get a bead on their personality and figure out okay what movie do they want to see or what are they looking for in this grocery store that i can help them find and that's yeah. a good skill to have if you use it for good and not for evil yeah Yay! I'm not evil. Yay! That you know, of. you know, if you're if you're you know suggesting a movie to someone is is, is a good thing, um, but like you know using it to take advantage of them that's not so good. Yeah, hey, I never upselled the IMAX experience except only a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes that is what you want. Like sometimes yeah, that is really what is. you want to do. Sometimes. Yeah, but a lot of theaters it's a lie, Max. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's the thing. Uh, is, I I really dig, and this isn't like sponsored or anything, but I really dig the the Dolby Cinema at, at AMC. That theater. Is yeah. Incredible. I love. Yeah, I love. Uh, I love uh, doing. Um. Yeah. I, um. I actually uh, am like a few hours away from a real, like a legitimate IMAX theater. Oh. And it's like it's like those are few and far between. But when you can get one, oh yeah. Man. I, I grew up being able to see movies in IMAX really easily because they had nice. one at the Luxor. Um, it, it was a weird one too. If you've seen, if you see my um, Star Trek The Experience video, I kind of talk about how the the IMAX at the Luxor had like this insane step pyramid seating. Mm-hmm. so that you were like five feet above the 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 seats in front of you basically like three or five feet above the seats in front of you and there was a railing that came down like a lap bar yeah yeah i remember that part from the video yeah so it was one of a kind and that screen was humongous it was so yeah. cool. yeah and like it's uh, thing is that that theater was basically a large building within this huge atrium for the the casino because you were on the second floor on the attractions floor and you look up and you got all the hotel rooms you know basically above you yeah because of course you're in the center of the pyramid there hmm. yep cool place yep although i've heard it's uh unfortunately kind of gone to shit in recent years which is really sad hey it's vegas mm. yeah I think it sucks that they got rid of all the cool theming. But anyways, we're getting off topic here. Yep. And now back to the show. You know who was a talentless hack was Karen Top. But anyways. <laughs> he was also just an asshole too. Mm. Uh, but anyways. So of course, uh, Mabel is um, impressed by Gideon. Dipper is like, oh, come on. He's such a fraud. No, no wonder Stan's jealous. Um, but you know they kind of just or what or whatever about it until the next day, when um, Mabel bedazzles her face, of course. The Mabels, and... what? The Mabels, the Mabels, um, and Gideon shows up and is like, "Hey, do you want to um, come hang out?" And she's like, She's like, oh yeah, sure. And they and um they do makeovers. And Mabel is 
perfectly happy to have him as a friend, but it's it becomes very obvious very quickly that Gideon wants, um, you know, to date her. And now I'm not saying that Gideon is a complete incel. Been handed everything in his life, and when something's turning him down, he can't process it. Yep. Yeah, he, he pretty much can't take. He he doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. Incels are more people who can't get women to sleep with them, and then they just go down this toxic rabbit hole of hating women and blaming society and everything. Yes. For it. And then they start making videos yeah. about Star Wars on YouTube. And don't forget hating on Brie Larson incessantly. Oh da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Bing. Yep. Yeah. Um, what is that all about, honestly? Like money. Hating celebrities is is not the worst part of incels, but but yeah. No, it's not. But it's like, why do they all just obsessively hate on Brie Larson? I don't understand. Because money, the, the person, it's all, I mean, it's, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's Anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, Marvel's getting a sequel deal with it. And, and you can tell that the, the town has a high rip, has a high, uh, holds him in the high esteem. Yeah. And, and because yep. of all that, he just feels like, well, of course, nobody's going to turn me down. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so um, getting him able to do makeovers and Mabel's happy to have a friend um, to do stuff like that with because, um, um, D- you know, Dipper's like, Dipper's like, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, oh, come on. You, uh, you know, you, you, you never wanted to do girly stuff with me. And later... Um, she refers to Gideon as you know, she, she's like, I do like Gideon as a friend slash little sister. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of kind of funny. It's like she doesn't she doesn't think of him that way at all, but he, you know, asks her to go out on a date and she's like, All right, fine, just one date. And of course, that one date turns into multiple, and suddenly she's trapped and has seemingly no way out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's that scene where the the lady says, I will die if you say no. <laughs> yeah, they go so they go to this fancy restaurant that to my remembrance only appears in this episode and never shows up again. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. Uh but didn't didn't one of you say last time that that restaurant is actually a, a Twin Peaks reference? I think it was uh, the the restaurant he like uh, Dipper goes to confront. It's the restaurant that Dipper goes to confront uh, uh, Gideon at. Uh, yeah, the the specific area in the restaurant is totally the red room from Twin Peaks. It's one hundred percent the red room from Twin Peaks. Um, not not to be confused with the red room from Black Widow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Twin Peaks, great show, got it, yeah. Um, and, oh, another thing is, uh, uh, Mabel's very impressed by the, the restaurant, she's like, oh, water with bubbles in it? I've never seen so many forks before, mm-hmm. um, but then she kind of gets weirded out with, um, the, the lobster that apparently they haven't cooked correctly because it's still alive. Well, that is um, that is one uh, cruel way that they treat lobsters in those restaurants. So, um, not surprised. Not and the surprised. next booth order, the next booth over, Tom Hardy just has his lobster and he's just doing his thing over there. <laughs> Wonder if Michael will animate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to. I have to. Well, what was the uh, Riz Ahmed's character's name? Like Colton, uh, whatever is uh, Drake. Colton. Colton, uh, Colton Drake is uh, is. <laughs> we seem to do a lot of Venom references in the Disney podcast. <laughs> well, technically, Venom's part of the Disney company, kind of. Well, there's it's a Disney a- company, and then there's the Disney brand. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's, it's an asterisk. It's an asterisk yeah. next to that, and it's an asterisk made out of uh, symbiote goo. 
it's like um it, it reminds me of the thing it reminds me of when uh what's it called uh the people uh writing uh uh the howard the duck uh series from 2015 was uh, had to go and uh just made a change basically uh outright uh like trampled on like the disney legit you know lawsuit from decades back because they said what mm -hmm. are they gonna do sue disney itself you know <laughs> don't yeah. give them ideas they might <laughs> <laughs> well the, um there's a case with uh, you want to talk about disney being litigious there is a case where <clears throat> they had to license a song for the parent trap of Lindsay lohan from the original parent trap what the... They really? had to pay themselves the license for the song. <laughs> um, well, and the other thing I've, I, uh, the other thing I remember is that Swampy said that, for, like for the video games, they had to license the songs for the video games. Huh. Just kind of paying yourself money. You go me. Apparently, yeah. That's it. It's all about just moving money around it within the bureaucracy. What that has to do with is that's establishing which portion of the company the money is being spent for so if there's an advertisement for walt disney world on abc even though abc is owned by disney that's reported as marketing for the parks and resorts even though it's money from disney to disney yeah i, I get that intellectually but it's just like from a creative standpoint it's like why would yeah. you have to license your own music for a video game yeah. i just get the image of that um obama meme where he's putting the metal on over himself from behind mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so Stan finds out about um, the fact that Mabel and Gideon are uh, a couple from the newspaper, and he is not happy with it. And Dipper is Dipper's basically like, I didn't know, I didn't hear about it, and plus, I told her not to. Oh, this show I, I just, just is I love that. such funny dialogue. I love that. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't hear about it, and plus I told her not to. Devil Stan goes to Bud Gleeple's house, and um, they have a sign on the door that says, uh, pardon this garden. And Santa's like, I will pardon nothing! Wouldn't it be weird if that was like meant absolutely literally, and they had like an Audrey II like, behemoth just in that garden? I'm honestly surprised there was never some sort of carnivorous plant monster they had to deal with throughout the entire show. Shockingly. Yep. You know. I mean, it was right there. It could have been like journal. a... I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Although it could have been like a, like a huge like pine tree monster. Couldn't that have been fun? Hmm. I mean, tons of shows have done that killer plant concept to death. Like, even yeah. fairly odd parents did it. <laughs> True, but it's still, there's a reason why it's the popular trope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Gravity Falls has done the, the duplicates thing how many times? Uh, are we counting the time travel episodes? Um, no, just like ones where there's two... There's two versions of a person and they have to pick which one is the real one. Uh, it's happened at least twice, including the 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 graphic novel. There's, well, there's the thing episode. Yep. And the uh, photocopier episode. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. So Double Dipper, Into the Bunker, and Lost Legends all have those. So like there's so there's three times throughout Gravity Falls where there has been an instance of um, doubles fighting and someone needing to figure out which one is the real one. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, yeah, so uh, as we said, there's the, uh, when they're at the restaurant, um, Gideon, of course, is asking in front of everyone for me able to go on the second date. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's this one lady that's like, if she says no, I'll die from sadness. And the doctor's like, I can verify that that will indeed happen. Very modern uh, medicine. You know? That's, yeah, um, I think people put way too much stock in other people's relationships. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that in a way, they're kind of going for those Hollywood relationships 
where people get really upset when like celebrities break up and it's yeah it's like, like honestly who cares if business. it didn't work out that's fine they can move on it's, it's not your business that's right yeah i can't help but feel like this uh, bit was inspired by the recent breakup of john mulaney uh, yeah just a little bit I've, I've seen so many people freaking out it's like wait how <laughs> new is this show gravity falls um yeah. 2012. Oh, no, he, he was just talking about us just talk, kind of talking about this. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Our obviously, this, obviously, this episode came out well before that happened. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, people get so invested in all this tabloid nonsense. It's like, honestly, who cares? Let people live their lives. It's not, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Well, uh, well, these, uh, what's it called? These, uh, this celebrity is walking with this person's kids. Oh Ooh. my God. <gasps> TMZ. <laughs> like, on. like, I feel kind of bad that it's like, oh, you know, there's, there's these pictures of, of Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin just having a good day at Disneyland. And there's people just snapping pictures of them. It's like, just let them have a good day at Disneyland. You don't have to take pictures of them. They're, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> they're, just, they're just hanging out at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I find Macaulay Culkin, they were together. I find Macaulay Culkin really fascinating, and like he's aged really well, but like really poorly at the same time. <laughs> he is just fascinating to look at. I mean, seriously, it's like I had no idea that they were even together until uh, until they announced that they had a baby. I'm like, hey, good for them. Good for them. And yeah. I love that um, that Brenda Song had a baby not too long after Ashley Tisdale had a baby. I'm like. Yay! I, I I hope they're friends. I hope I hope they grow up together and they're friends. Then then they'll do a, then they'll do a reboot of Zach and Cody, and their kids <laughs> will play their roles. Yes, or they'll do they'll do one of those spinoffs where it's set in the, you know where it's um where it's set in the present day and is like yeah this is the sequel like like uh like Raven's oh like Raven's Home or um. Okay, to the episode. Or Girl Meets World, which was less good. Hmm. Episode of Gravity Falls. Sorry. Yes, back to Gravity Falls. Um, They'll give us credit. That was still on the topic of Disney Channel, so we were still on the same network. (laughs) So Bugs Lethal mentions that he's like, like, you know, hey, we we could have a, a very lucrative partnership with all of this. And Stan's like, okay, I'm listening. He's like, you must come in for coffee. It's a, it's from it's from Columbia. I went to jail there once. <laughs> and this had to be the conversation that Bob Iger and Rupert Murdoch had right before the Fox merger. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah, and um it was uh and then now uh yeah just um uh, yeah. so so the other thing that happens is after the ballroom dance date. Um, that we don't see uh we just see them afterwards going on a quote-unquote romantic boat ride and mabel's doing everything she can to try to move things back over into the friend zone but gideon of course swoops back over moves it into the romance zone he's like chubby quicksand as mabel describes (laughs) yeah i played bass for chubby quicksand chubby quicksand is my beach boys cover band (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you know uh i love the weird l uh song that he did about chubby quicksand you know greatest of all time. um so of course i have to ask the same question that um uh, speaking of tony I, I have to ask the same question that tony asked in the uh full house goes to disney world episode how the fuck are those fireworks so legible <laughs> Wind That's resistance not how is a myth. Fireworks work. You know, it's um, it's fireworks, not fire fails. I mean, and it is a cartoon, <laughs> but like, still, it drives me nuts when you're like, "Oh, this is what fireworks can do." I'm like, "No, idiot! That's what drones can do now." Mm-hmm. But they didn't have drones in 2012, or maybe I just get they the did. image of I just get the image of drones just doing like marching band formation of just like letters. You're you're not far from the truth. That's kind of what they do when they're used for show. Yeah. yeah. Disney World really shot themselves in the foot by being a no-fly zone because now they can't do drone shows like that. 
Well, it keeps the people from skywriting Jesus over the park, so it doesn't. Uh, though. Sword. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, well, the the key is they start right near enough to the park that obviously you can still see it. Well, also the zone isn't where you'd expect it to be. There's actually parts of the parks that are outside of that zone. Like it's a circle that the center of it's like north of Ep- between Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So yeah. like Hollywood Studios isn't entirely within that no fly zone, which is why you can usually see the planes from Hollywood Studios. What yeah. kind of spaceship is that? Wait, if the whole park is a no-fly zone, then that Simpsons episode lied to us. <laughs> Stay out of the wall! It's Stay even out of the boring wall. to fly it's over. To fly over. <laughs> well, I want to go. On, I uh, I want to go on the uh, the ride of broken dreams. Oh, the end run ride! Let's go. <laughs> ride of broken dreams, and that just journey into imagination. Oh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, it needs a know. revamp. Figment needs help. Big, so yeah. anyway, about the first the step is admitting that you have a problem. But anyways, so about the <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> um. So Dipper um finally is like, well, hey, why don't I break up with him for you? And she's like, you do that? Oh, thank you. Um, I. I I've obviously said this before, but I'll end up saying it in every episode about Gravity Falls because obviously it's true for the whole series. Dipper and Mabel have such a great sibling relationship. Like D- Dipper is such a good brother, even though breaking up for someone, is, like breaking up with someone for someone else, is a terrible idea that can only end poorly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but these people are supposed to be tweens, so they really don't know that yet. Oh yeah, he doesn't <laughs> know that, and, and he doesn't know that Gideon is dangerous either, but like yeah. yeah, still not a good idea ultimately. No, it's a terrible idea, but this is this is what tweens do. Of course, of course. Stuff. Yeah. Um uh, I just got flashbacks to the time in my life where I specifically specified I was a tween and I have a huge headache now. <laughs> Every time I think about the word tween, I think about uh, Adobe Flash and just the in-between, just the automatic in-betweens that you could do. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to people who aren't animators or whatever. That's, yeah, that's a reference. Um. And of course, it is revealed that Big Shot Gideon does actually have psychic powers. Um, Because Dipper um, goes and tells Gideon that Mabel doesn't want to see him anymore. Um, You don't love me anymore. And basically, (laughs) that is when he, like, you know, he he acts calm and collected there, but then loses it when he gets home. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which is scarier when someone actually starts to melt down or when you feel them melting down behind their eyes, but they're still just calm, collected. The latter. Well, so what you're yeah. saying is you've come between us. You're not going to freak out, like, are you? Mm. No, 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 of course not. Water under the bridge and all that. It's like, you yeah, just no. hear the shotguns. Yeah. Well, what I think it's crazy yeah. about Gideon is that he's a fake he's a phony selling people phony psychic but then he also actually has psychic powers <laughs> he just doesn't use well them. there's the bit where this is i noticed this on the recent rewatch of this episode that there's the bit where everyone does stand up in unison like like without even like you know seeming to consciously do it and dipper's like how did he do that that i think is actually him using the psychic powers so, so it's kind of like if you if you actually had knowledge and um, the ability to use the force, but yet use it to sell people like fake lightsabers and Jedi memorabilia and stuff, you know, you you put you put it in service of popcorn sales essentially. Yeah. So you'd be running Galaxy's Edge pretty much. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> or you know? um, or well, the other thing. Um, that kind of comes to mind is like you figured out how to bring back dinosaurs and you're using it to open a theme park. Spare no expense. Two theme parks. In yep. front of a volcano. 
We're going to build a roller coaster through a raptor paddock because <laughs> why not? Try and stop us. Nothing will go wrong with this plan. That's the <laughs> raptor equivalent of a revolving sushi bar. Spare no expense. Don't worry, the train has things that keep you I, safe because reasons. I don't know why, you know, why it's like, uh, you know, I don't know why the lawyers are coming after me. I don't know why. I love how <laughs> in the pre-show for that, spoiler alert for Velocicoaster, um, Claire is like, you know, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be an incredible experience. And Owen's like, you guys are insane. You should leave now. It's like uh, it's like uh, the Mitchells and Ma the Machines thing. goes like, I'm totally confident, liar. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and leg inside the vehicle, and hopefully by the end of the ride, you'll still have your fingers <laughs> in them. You know, you may, uh, you might have to use, uh, you know, you might have to sign this huge NDA, and uh, you know, it will, we'll wait. We'll I cannot approve of this attraction because getting <laughs> disemboweled always makes me kind of mad. Does Gravity Falls ever have a coaster yet. built in it? I, what? Uh, like a really sketch coaster? Because <laughs> so, I feel like that would happen in the show, like some really sketchy coaster that falls apart. <laughs> yeah, Or at least like, like a haunted carnival episode. That would have been cool. Yeah, what? they never did. Oh, guys. Yeah, the closest we got was the mystery fair. Hmm. You want a poke down here? <laughs> yeah. Oh my Yo. god. If Rowdy Yo. Falls had come out around now, and honestly, I still don't know why they they like would have never even tried to back then. Because obviously they had the, 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 the old miniseries was still culturally what? iconic. They they, they never did an it they never did an it reference. We'll float down here, Georgie. Ah. Well, the cars. Yeah, kind of a shame. Although they did do what? a big The what? Thing homage. Well, <laughs> do you want it? Do you want it? Because you're obviously doing Tim Curry right there. Ah! Yes. Yes. But I love I love Bill Skarsgård, too. Getting off topic for a second. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. <laughs> Time to float. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah. We all float down here. Yep. We we all float down here. <laughs> Time to float. I yeah. eat kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, um, it could be. It could be maximum overdrive. Where, yeah. So um, the other right. thing I love is that um, the 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 continuity is really well kept up. Like, because um, there's the the whole thing where uh, Dipper gets a phone call from Toby Determine, and he's like, "Oh, hey, sorry for accusing you of murder last week." Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> I remember we said that la on the last recording, but I can't remember how we got there. Hey guys, I give this I give this reference a five bagger. <laughs> the highest honor. Um, but so um, Gideon, of course, knowing what everyone wants, um, gives Toby determined Chandra Jimenez's phone number in exchange for. Um, Toby telling Dipper to meet him at um, a location that is essentially a, an old merchandise warehouse, I guess, for all of Gideon's stuff. Uh, it looks like it was an old factory at one point. You know, somebody has to, you know, somebody has to find a new, uh, somebody has to use the space for Nickelodeon Studios. Well, it might have been the, the Mudflap factory. Yeah, definitely. It might have been the Mudflap factory, but I'm not certain about that. That or is yeah. just a warehouse for the unsold um, amiibo line of Gravity Falls amiibos. <laughs> you know, mostly somebody, Gideon's. You know, somebody has to. Somebody has to uh, put uh, the Cyberbunk 20, 27 uh, copies somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy five or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, yeah. 
Yeah. Though Dipper naturally doesn't look up the address on the internet, but immediately goes there. This isn't oh. suspicious at all. I'm um, totally going to go meet him at this random place. But also, um, how does Gideon know that Dipper is into like paranormal stuff, but doesn't realize that he has the because he doesn't realize that he has one of the other journals uh psychic powers the psychic I mean, powers are limited I, in some sort of a way because I guess. Spo- because spoiler alert he doesn't find out that dipper has journal three until the end of the season basically wishful thinking when it when it comes to fictional things like being psychic you can just say the psychic powers are limited and X way apparently yeah that's how they did well, it with I mean, counselor troy well i mean with the yes. what's it called with the i mean to be fair this person he's difficult that, to read i don't know um um I, i'm a huge star trek nerd by the way yeah <laughs> um it's a uh, very logical you know <laughs> you know um it doesn't come up a lot but i love star trek <laughs> If you hadn't guessed by my making a whole video about the Star Trek experience. Which was the yeah. very first video I did a cameo in, Plogo Plogo. Hooray. And it was very much my first cameo, and only cameo, because I started, uh, because I, yeah. Just that, scooch um... Pennywise down the bench here. <laughs> Pennywise, how did you get in here? Well, well, I, uh, by the drain pipe. You don't have a ride. <laughs> don't I? No, don't you I? don't. You oh, really don't. Chris, he doesn't have a ride. He called in a boober. Uh, Warner Brothers Movie World in Germany would be happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, um, <laughs> so Dipper goes off and of course ends up um, getting attacked by Gideon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gideon and, and Dipper's like he, she doesn't want to date you he's like that's a lie she she loves me you just have gotten between us when you know of course that's completely not true so again you took obviously her against oh wait go go ahead I know what you're doing you took her away from me you have, you have done, done that, that yourself, yourself. Don't make me kill you. High ground. We'll try. <laughs> I am the Senate. But yeah, by having uh, by having Dipper do that, that gives him someone else to blame, acting like right, <laughs> which is classic mm-hmm. abuser behavior. Yeah, textbook manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with literal textbook manipulation, where you just yeah. You know, I, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Mabel will obviously throw herself at any guy that she likes, mm-hmm. um, but you know, even she has her her limits, and it, it it's it's interesting to kind of see the flip side where it's like what what she does when some when someone's interested in her, but she's not interested back and. Honestly, is kind of you know freaked out by the 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 stuff being shoved in her face constantly, like the the specifically the horse at the beginning, and also like the parrot. Yeah. Plus, the dude's just built like a mini me version of a Baptist preacher with a appalling <laughs> lack of brill cream in the hair. So you know, I don't blame her one bit. No, of course not. Um. Mabel's, um, nevertheless, though, Mabel's feeling um, kind of bummed out, and um, she talks to, I I would say she talks to Wendy, but she doesn't really talk with Wendy, she just kind of, Wendy just kind of lists off people that she's dated before, Yeah, that she's broken up with. Yeah, the scene got a huge laugh out of me when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why do I feel why do I still feel bad? Wendy, you've broken up with people, right? She's like, Yeah. Um Mark Epstein. Wait, did I actually break up with him? No wonder why he keeps calling me. 
And then uh, <laughs> when it was like, you know what? You're right. Gideon deserves an honest breakup. Thanks, Wendy. And Wendy gets a call and is like, Mark Epstein. Oh, ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's parody of how we don't like having tough conversations. So we just keep brushing them aside. Yeah, uh, that's true. It makes it even worse in the long run. <laughs> if you keep oh, brushing yeah. them aside. Yeah. That or just an itchy thumb over the block button. <laughs> yeah. And so Mabel shows up and um of course sees what's going on and she makes it look like she's gonna she's gonna um forgive him um because she's like getting i don't want to date you and i i i needed to tell you that myself um but we could still be you know we could still be friends and, and do makeovers and all that wouldn't you like that He's like, really? She's like, of course not. You are attacking my brother, you creep. What the heck? Yeah, just kind of address the priorities first. Just like, okay, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Also, you're attacking my brother. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Gideon like like stupidly jumps at Dipper to the point where um, they both end up falling out of the, the window that's uh, of this factory or whatever that's precariously perched over a cliff. And they both are just like hitting each other on the way down, <laughs> which is quite funny to watch. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's like the Sherlock Holmes too. It just you know, uh, both. Uh, I'm sorry. Now, nah, nah. I'll just uh, yeah, I'll just. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry. But Mabel quickly figures out how to use the the gem on the the tie. That Gideon has, and she saves both of them, and um, lands herself on the ground, and then um, destroys the the psychic amulet. It's kind of like the handle of the cane from the witch in the Muppets uh, Frog Prince, where you just break that, and it takes away all the power. Oh yeah. You know, it's also it. It also is like um. I mean, we could we could just start listing all these amulets and MacGuffins and things like that. Okay, here's my list: Little Mermaid, uh, Harry Potter, uh, this and that. I don't know. Here's a long list. Top ten list of magical broken MacGuffins right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. <laughs> Welcome oh. back to WatchMojo.com. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I will say they did a list of the top 10 most underrated Phineas and Ferb songs. I'm like, okay, this isn't a bad list, but you have a couple of songs that were on album releases, and if it got an album release, that automatically disqualifies it from being an underrated song. The only exception for that would be Chop, 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 just because anything from Milo Murphy's Law is underrated. Yeah. I think it's the law. You know? The Milo Murphy's Law, if you will. But I digress. It's, uh, it's my um, and of course, um, after this happens, Gideon goes back home and uh, has Bud rip rip up the contract that he had made with Stan. Yeah, um, and and know, it's kind of a bummer for Stan because he he had gotten used to the the name brand food and clown paintings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he still so he manages just takes to one of steal them. a clown painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of clowns. Hey, hey, everybody. Ugh. It's the old pal Krusty with a new brand of meat clown made from Yay. 100% real clown meat. Mmm. <laughs> I can taste the sadness. We seem to be making a lot of Simpsons references. Yeah, yeah. that happens. <laughs> Technically, um, Disney now, so, you know. Yeah, and, they all get back to the shack. They all get back home and we're like, ugh, Gideon. And Dipper's like, well, hey, at least he's powerless now, right? What's he going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out he has uh, one of the other journals. Even if he didn't have that, you know, he still had, at this point in time, a lot of social power, so. Right. You know. 
Oh God. Oh God. He's well, and as we find out later, he uses other resources to be psychic more than just the actual um psychic power. But we'll we'll come back to that later. You know, he's yep. That's true. So although it's probably has... oh, although it's probably ahead. not the uh clunky uh, green helmet device thing that Magicka Dispel used in that one episode of season two of DuckTales. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so um anyone have any anything else to say about this episode um let's see uh stan's team gideon shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh the stan dartboard joke is hilarious <laughs> oh my god yeah bud gleeful is like you know, I thought we should put our differences aside us, and he brushes aside his dartboard with Stan's <laughs> face on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, if I'm not mistaken, Gideon's dad, that's the same voice as uh, the mayor from Amphibia, right? Yes, it is, Mayor yep. Toadstool. And he's, uh, he's the guy from, he's the guy from, uh, what's it called? He's the guy from, he's the, Sorry, I'm just like he's the he's been in so many things. He's the he's the blind guy from De, uh, from Get Out. Uh, he's uh, the guy from uh, he's the guy with the stapler who burned. He's the arsonist from Office Space. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Really okay. good. Yeah, really good actor. Um, I hear arsonist, and I'm just thinking about the movie Landon and I saw last night. Oh, what was the movie? <laughs> Oh, we need to we need to assassinate this kid. What are we gonna do? I don't. I know. Let's set an entire forest in Montana on fire. Nothing's gonna go wrong with this plan. Yeah, I mean, it this totally will Alfred distract everyone Knight. from the fact that we're trying to hunt down this kid, even though we're literally the worst assassins ever. But anyways, that was a movie that we saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what I, what I will say is, I think it was kind of an encapsulating moment where she's like oh, we'll still be friends. And then she's like, no, you tried to psychologically torment my brother afterwards. So, yep. Yeah. I think that, that was a big moment. And and then, you know, they're clearly setting up, you know, like a recurring bad guy. <laughs> of course, because mm-hmm. uh, Gideon has the whole thing at the end where not only does he have the other journal, but he also has a, a model of the town and it's it's creepy as hell as you would imagine i yep. feel like he's gonna be like that uh captain guy from futurama whatever his name is oh uh zap brannigan yeah zap brannigan he's he's sort of like that but like that in that he recurs sometimes so. yeah yeah you know um also you know he doesn't do uh william shatner impressions so you know I don't know. That that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, but um. Uh, well, uh, I think that I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of something awful to say because William William Shatner is not a nice person. <laughs> no. Oh my! Just yeah. Every like a lot of people. I think cast. that Autism Speaks is a great organization. Ugh. Ugh. You know. Stand by the stand by the turnstile, and we're waiting to take it away, and it's gone. Ah. Oh, God. Ah. Bah, bah, black sheep. Have you any wool? Um, I think that about does it. Anyone <laughs> else have anything they want to say? Um, in terms of plugs or just the the. We'll do the plugs thing. in a second. Okay. Anyone have anything else on the episode? Yeah, all in all, with this episode, it's not one of my favorites. It's not one that I immediately reference in my mind when I think of Gravity Falls, but it's it's still Gravity Falls. It's still such a good show right. to watch and enjoy the humor and the plot with. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I got no complaints. I think this one is less gag-heavy for sure because it's a lot more... Um, about the, the the story and what Mabel is having to go through with all this. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what happens when it's like she's on the opposite end of a relationship she really doesn't want to be in. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of is just a, a, a really good representation of what a, a toxic relationship can be like. 
definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyone got anything they want to plug? Yes. Um, I would like to plug a few projects. Anti-Friends by Weminations. It's a series about a group of friends who learn to control the power of magic while struggling with adult life. Please support Anti-Friends by checking out at AntiFriendPilot on Twitter. I'd also like to plug Avery Not Avery's Gravity Falls Holiday Special Fan Project. We need animators, voice actors, and editors to join the Discord server. Please go to at aavery618 on Twitter. Finally, a reanimation project of The Goofy Movie, a goofy movie redrawn. We need voice actors, musicians, and animators. Please find the Discord link at Goofy Redrawn on Twitter. That's it. Thank you. Landon? Don't really have much to plug. Just be excellent to each other and uh, don't be a jerk. And watch the vlog series when it comes out because Landon will be in that. Oh, yes. <laughs> From the eight park road trip that I'm doing. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Nice. So excited. It's going to be awesome. It would no, have been I a have... nine park road trip, but uh, Six Flags. Um, Six Flags St. Louis decided to pull a Wally World on us, so I'm going to call that episode Ouch. No Flags Over St. Louis. <laughs> you know, the difference is, is we know it's closed ahead of time. Well, yes, yes, that is true. Even bother we to didn't check show it. up. We didn't show up and find out that they weren't going to yeah. be open. Clark didn't even bother to check if the place was open. <laughs> right. Like, how do you not check? But also, how does a park like that not be open in the, in the world of the movie? How does a park like that not be open during the summer like that no that makes no sense unless there's like a global pandemic so yeah or right, right now with the operating schedule i i bet you they did it because of the demand mm. and it probably if they had stayed open on the day we were supposed to go it would have been absolutely dead yeah probably so i i don't blame them for doing that i'm not bad i'm just frustrated and disappointed because we were supposed mm. to go but it's i'm not bitter i did want to do mr freeze it's a, it's okay. Um, Jonathan and I can do the the Bigfoot tour where you watch Bigfoot kill a bunch of uh, drug dealers and <laughs> then you get uh, a wristband that says uh, Bigfoot says say no to drugs. It's like the okay. Bigfoot version of Narc. I'm there for it. <laughs> Is Narc where they have all the cartoon characters? No, no. you're thinking of Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Okay, Narc I saw that was a shooter. I saw that in kindergarten where they have all the cartoon characters. All right. So, Deagle, do you have anything to plug? Oh, yeah. I got stuff to plug, don't I? You can find me on YouTube at DGILVIDS, D-G-I-L-V-I-D-S, where you'll find my occasional series, which is Backup, D Gaming, where you can see me make some fun plays in Overwatch. And you can also follow me on Twitter at DGIL2295. I'll have uh, spoiler-free tweets every Friday, keeping up with The Bad Batch. Wonderful, wonderful show. The Deep and Baker I... Show. <laughs> yeah. And I did not get around to doing it this week because of uh, circumstances beyond my control. But next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, I promise, the Dumbo live tweet, it will happen. I promise. For real this time. <laughs> For reals this time. Does this happen to you? Ugh. Do dismal makes happen Are you to you absolutely all the miserable? Damn time? <laughs> yes! You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on there. And I'm still planning on doing the Disney Springs video, but that's still a ways off. Especially since I'm going to be starting a new series of vlogs that are a combination of a vlog and a scripted video. And I'm going to have a whole bunch of that coming from my upcoming road trip. So I'm very much looking forward to that. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places. Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. This podcast usually comes out every week. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have an episode last week because of technical problems, as mentioned at the top of the episode. 
Um, but still, leave us a review, give us five stars, subscribe. We've got more episodes coming up within the next couple weeks, um, one of which is already recorded. The other one I have yet to record as of now, but should be coming out on the Monday when I'm in Kansas City. So be sure to join us next week when we talk about the Mickey Shorts again. This time the newer set on Disney+. Plus. You're done? Not yet. How about now? Almost. And there. Let's do this. You're all fired!